Hello and welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap, the only show that fixed its rectical. Its rectical is correctical. I'm Doug, and with me via speakerphone is Deb, who's now wondering I'm, I'm if I just had a stroke. Very much cringing. Very much cringing. Uh, short story uh, that uh, I've been playing so, so much, so many video games over the last couple months um, that my controller's left stick went what's called dead stick, which is you know when. <laughs> Um, you know what happens when you use your dick too much, or you press, you venture yourself. I have never, it. never had a dead, dead stick there. Um, but no, uh, basically the the stick just would like move on its own, which is the opposite of what you're talking about. Um, also super creepy. Yeah, well, it just you know when you're trying to use your you know it's there's a rectangle like the thing that goes like you know when you look down a a microscope or through a sniper scope. Um, and it like would just move on its own. And of course that would also control my character. So my character would just walk off cliffs if I wasn't paying attention. Um, or he would, uh, walk into firefights, <laughs> which, you know, uh, yeah, was not, not f as fun as it sounds. Um, okay, well, what did you do to rectify this? Oh, I bought a new controller. That's it. Is this why you've been on the phone with GameStop so much? No, I was on, no, I'm not even going to get into all of that. Um, no, this was, I just went to Target. Okay. <laughs> so, no, G GameStop was, it's, I had a bunch of stuff reserved, and, um, with, you know, them closing stores, uh, they, there were issues with me getting items, so. Did you get that result? For the most part, we will see, uh, next month. Okay. Uh, there's nothing I can do about Last of Us 2 right now, apparently I'm waiting for... I can email a week before release, but their stores are open. Um, from like, I mean, we've now gone from quarantine to stay home but stay safe. Safer at home, yeah. Um, yeah. But so we'll see. I mean, I'm technically still on furlough until the thirty first, but I mean, there's a possibility I. I may never go back to work. Why not? Oh, if they close. Like I said, movie theaters may never come back, and the company that I work for. Right. They're not cheap or low end. No, they are not. And they just launched a streaming service. So. Did they really? Uh, it's for rent and own on specific videos that they are promoting. Huh. Interesting. But yeah, like I said, there's there's a chance we may never come back, despite the fact that I love that theater and that was a great job. We'll see if people can you know actually afford that again and what will recover and what won't. I, I honestly don't think movie theaters are ever going to go away. I know this proves that, you know, they may not be as essential, yes, obviously. but AMC is being a complete cunt to Universal. Yeah, no, I saw that. Um, it's only, They're going to walk that back, but they shouldn't have said it in the first place. Yeah, I mean, it's only going to hurt them in the long run. Um, exactly. Universal is going to go, okay. <laughs> well, that's pretty much what happens, because they're like, yeah, that's fine. We did a straight streaming, and it was fantastic, and fuck you. The irony of that Trolls World Tour will go down in history, not for its content, but for what it stood for when all this went down, uh, makes me laugh. Dude, if you have kids at home, you need Trolls World Tour. Yeah, well, I don't, so I don't. <laughs> um, but let's get into what we are, what we do need. Uh, like I said, playing video games for uh, a couple months. I finished the first part of the Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, okay. um, is it as beautiful as everybody thinks it is? My God, it's it's gorgeous. The voice acting is great. 
Um, I've seen so many fucking fantastic memes of the side by side. Yeah, uh, it's just you know it sucks that it's episodic because it ends right when it gets to like the open world part. Um, but uh, it not only I think it, it not only is a great game for like you know if you want to get into the Final Fantasy series. Um, but I mean for me I'm for like your Sephiroth, I'm good. Uh, there's Sephiroth. He's voiced by the guy who plays Superman in Supergirl, weirdly enough. That makes sense. Kinda. Is it weird? Yes. Does it make sense? Also, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just to go back, um, for me, you know, playing the original game um, back in my teen years and getting sucked into it, uh, it's so fun to go back to those characters. And, and they didn't have voices in the original. It was all text-based. So to, you know, hear their voice casting for Cloud and Barrett and Tifa and Aerith, uh, obviously Sephiroth we talked about, and Red 13, uh, has just been, like, dead on. Um, I I think it's great for new fans and old fans alike, and I cannot wait for the next part, which they're working on, but who the hell knows. But you also understand why they put the time and money into it instead of just creating a whole new game. Yeah, my only thing is that it's... It's starting to breed um, a remake, like trend, because like you've got like Resident Evil you know, Two got remade. Movies and TV shows for fucking ever. I know, but I think video games are a little. I mean, different of a, of an IP um, type it's of a thing. Very different IP. It's also a very different emotional connection. Yeah, that's true. I mean, really, because I don't. I mean, I can't think of a movie I put a hundred and well, I put si- oh, over sixty hours into Final Fantasy VII remake. Um, and I'm, I'm still haven't gotten everything that I want to, you know, get done. There's still stuff in Coliseums and like, I am God. And there's a game that we're going to talk about possibly later. Um, Mm -hmm. there's a game that we'll talk about possibly later. That's really captured my attention in very weird ways. Um, okay, well, I do have to tell you that Eric has basically been playing Borderlands 3 and Control for a couple of weeks now. Oh, Control is so... Of, have you been watching Control? My, no. I said one of my brothers is doing the same thing, just playing Control pretty constantly. Oh. He's not a video game guy, so if it's something that actually was enough to get his attention, yeah. Control was that one I was telling you about where it's like Jean Grey meets like Nathan Drake from Uncharted. Oh, it's so good. And Borderlands 3, well, it's fun, and there's a lot to do in it. Um, Dude, if anything has taken Cthulhu, I will fucking pay attention to it. Has Cthulhu? Oh, yeah, the, the, the last um, the last DLC campaign. Expansion, yeah. Yeah, the love love guns and tentacles. Um, that was a good one, too. I really enjoyed that one. They just released um, their new that raid. That does remind me, however. Love guns and tentacles. I was been re-listening to all the Sandman Slim books, mm-hmm. and at one point he makes a joke about wearing a t-shirt that's a gift from Candy that just has a schoolgirl winking and giving, like, you know, the, the peace fingers that just says, I love tentacles. And I think of that every fucking time I see, you know, fucking tentacles anywhere ever. And there is going to be a new Sandman Slim out August 25th called yep. Ballistic Kiss. Yeah, he finally gets a decent title out of himself. Okay, you know, you and I have had this conversation many times. We're big fans of his books. He's not great at titles. No, he is not. Um, I mean, he did fucking Killing the Dead and, like, something about Kill Something Else. The Kill Society was one that was kind of bad. Hollywood Dead made sense, but it was, like, 
it, so reusing everything, and I mean, Aloha from Hell totally makes sense. It's still not a good fucking title. No, and I, I'm about 100 pages into The Grand Dark. Um, yeah. And, uh... It, I, the jury's still out. It, it's denser than I thought it'd be with all of oh, the... Oh, no, that's a fucking monster of a book. Yeah, it's like f- like 400 pages. Like I was very surprised by that. Um, well, it's just one of those things where it's like, I read Butcher Bird, which is another one of his books, and it was a decent book. It's not as good as any of the Sandman Slim, and it totally just was the beginning of building a world that he never got around to building. Yeah, so, it, it, I mean, maybe Grand Dark is the same way. Well, Grand Dark, it's like, and it's very dense, like the German, like influence, uh, very yes, industrial. Yes, Germans. They are German. Um, Sorry, I couldn't help myself. That's nah, all right. Um, but yeah, like jury's still out on that. I, you know, I'm reading it like in very small increments, just because. Well, so the thing is that, like I said, mythos from any kind of other different place than you're expecting it can be really dense and very hard to kind of understand and write in. Right. But I mean, you and I are both fans of the Krampus. Both fans of the Krampus? Is that what you just fucking said? Yeah. What does that mean? You not remember the Krampus? No, I know he's what. Little, I know what he is. Uh huh. Like I said, that's German in origin. Well, yeah, an anti-Santa is very German. <laughs> but I'm just saying, I mean, yeah, pretty much any mythos, especially if you dig into it, is going to have these weird little subsects. Oh, yeah. And characters that, you know, make sense, but also don't make sense, and kind of just have to accept what you want to accept and then just move on. Well, speaking of moving on, because I'm not catching your context... Um, Fine. Harley Quinn, uh, season two, uh, premiered. Has Ron Funches, uh, I was going to say appearance. Appearance? He's one of the main characters. Well, I'm just saying he actually does voice acting on it, but yeah. Yeah, he's King Shark. He's one of the main characters. Fine. Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. Okay, it's season two. If you're not watching it, then I, I can't help you. No, like, yeah, like, Tony Hale is Dr. Psycho, uh, Alan Tudyk is Clayface and Joker, um... Um, Ron Funches, you know, King Shark. We'll have a couple Alan Tudyk conversations later, but continue. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, there's something I'm surprised he's not in, actually, on my list. Um, Your ass? No. But, uh, yeah, I'm really happy with, uh, Harley Quinn's such a great watch, it's so fun, it's a nice, um, kind of palate cleanser I get to watch, uh, you know, at the end of the week, um, when, you know, I've done all my recording and editing and, and all this stuff for, you know, the network. And then it's like Friday and I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit back and just watch something that's, you know, really funny. That's smartly written, well voice acted, uh, engrossing. Well, I'm, I'm kind of interested to see how that's going to happen. Because, you know, most of the DC streaming content is going to HBO Max, which uh, premieres on May 29th. So I'm like, are they going to keep trying to air Harley Quinn? I won't say on Sci-Fi, or is it going to go straight to HBO Max? Have they been showing Harley Quinn on Sci-Fi? I'm not sure. I feel like that's what I read in one of the Instagram posts, but I could be completely wrong. God, it's so weird that Warner Bro- DC owned by Warner Brothers. Like, why? I don't know why they're like diversifying their outlets. That makes no sense. Like I said, DC streaming was a massive failure, which really sucks. Because you and I both loved Swamp Thing. 
Well, not just Swamp Thing. Doom Patrol was great. Teen Titans was amazing. I mean, everything they put it's out. It's not Teen Titans. It's just straight Titans. Oh, that's you're right. You're right. Right, Titans. Uh, not to be confused. Like correct. I said, like I said, it still wasn't enough to launch streaming like that. And honestly, Marvel streaming probably would have not done as well either. But since it belonged to Disney and they launched Disney Plus, they fucking murdered everyone else. Well, I mean, yeah, and you've got you know Nat Geo and Star Wars and all the stuff they acquired from Fox. Yeah. I mean, there was just yeah. no way to c compete with Disney Plus. No, there really isn't. I mean, admittedly, we probably wouldn't have it if it wasn't for you with you know the phone service. But I don't. It's still oh, really you, yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah, I just, D, the DC thing, they were really the first ones to come out with it outside of like, you know, Netflix, Hulu, but I mean, to have like a specific and, and niche. And they immediately did it wrong where they had the one fucking mistake that took all of the money and killed it. Well, n no, that's A, not true, and, and B, a very oversimplification of it, but. Um, Are you trying to tell me that's not what happened to Swamp Thing? That's what happened to Swamp Thing, that's not what happened to the streaming service. It basically almost killed the entire streaming service. No, it didn't, because they still made Teen Titans, or Titans Season 2 after that. They did. But I'm so, just saying, it could have been a much bigger success. Yeah, well, I... A budget for that, and more money to actually well, promote Well, and I think it was so niche. Like, with being just DC, and it's like, yeah, the, the original content is great, the but... The entire world is obsessed with Batman, and they didn't even try to promote it that way. Yeah, that's true. Um, and Harley Quinn came so late in the late in the game on that one. It came extremely late in the game, and the only thing that really was promoted about that it was uh, the same actress from Big Bang Theory, whose name I can never pronounce correctly. Kelly Cuoco. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. That's why I just said it out loud. Like I said, and um, that they have a Harley Quinn movie coming out. That's like the only things that were used to promote it at all. Well, yeah, I think the the thing about the Harley Quinn cartoon, it's it's so hard to promote because it's it's basically hard R. Um with the it is a hard R and it should be a hard R. That's um, Harley Quinn. But it's but also they it's did also not animated. The way. Yeah, and it's like and the thing is and I think DC I think DC, you know, and by proxy Warner Brothers, I think the problem with the, the DC streaming and it's it sucks because this is a great reason to suck, um, in my opinion. Is they took their time and put together great casts, great shows. They took their time to put out these perfect gems, but the money and time they put into them cost them against their competitors. I think that I think ultimately that's what really hurt the well, streaming service as a whole, not just you know the the thing with Swamp Thing. So this kind of comes back to it, basically an agreement you have had and I have had since forever, which is the five episode rule. Right. But sometimes it takes more than five episodes. I love Parks and Rec, but it didn't get really good until season fucking three. How I Met Your Mother didn't get good till season two. Like I said, it's the same idea. Anything with Joss yeah, Whedon. If there's a, Except if there's for Firefly. A good, I, we're going to talk about other stuff involving that later. Interesting. Like I said. It's one of those things. However, speaking of Parks and Rec, if you're willing to move on, oh, absolutely. please tell me you watched their special episode. I absolutely did. I love. kind of loved it, too. Just Poor Jerry. Oh, Jerry. I just love that it opened up with Paul Rudd, who's visibly aging, thank God. Um, I was a little worried there. <laughs> Despite the fact we spent 30 years not doing it, yeah. Exactly. Um, and he is just like... 
yeah, like here's this thing and like Leslie Nope and you know, hey, wait, I haven't watched the news in a while. What's going on? And like I was like, and that's that's so his character. Yes, and that's the beginning of it. And it just, and, and then the, they had John Ruffio. We love him. Yeah, actually, I've been I've been doing my John Ruffio um, impression uh, about every couple of weeks where I go. I like made my money Mona deal. Lisa, like I said, him and Mona Lisa are so fucking good. Well, I, I like that I've been saying that I, I made my money the old-fashioned way. Unemployment! No, um, I made my money the old-fashioned way. Oh, I know what he says. I got hit by a Lexus. Um, but, but no, really, yeah. Yeah, the, the, the Parks and Rec special, uh, just fantastic. The fact that they got so many people back. Um, well, they got pretty much everybody. The fact, like, Chris Pratt, well, like, he recorded it in, like, part of it in a shed. And I'm like... He's a huge movie star, and he's like, yeah, yeah I'll... He's living in the middle of fucking nowhere with a very pregnant wife. Oh, is she pregnant? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Well, was... I only made the announcement a few weeks ago, but yeah. Well, okay. Um, Aaron, yeah. The Schwarzenegger are having a baby. Yeah. Um, it's going to be all jawline. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, the, the, the Parks and Rec special was great. Um... And uh, it w- it wasn't what I expected. You know what I mean? Like, No, it wasn't what I expected, but I think they did it in a smart way, and they did it in a very safe way, where it was all of them video conferencing with each other instead of sticking a bunch of people and casting crew into a small area and maybe spreading virus. Well, I also like that it was Leslie Nope's daily phone tree. Like, the fact that, like, it's the special, Which, but it happens way, every sure day. She's literally the only person that actually still uses a fucking phone tree. I'm so sure. I remember that from when I was a Girl Scout and when I played, you know, sports. All of those things don't make any sense when I think about it. Um, Girl Scout or sports? Either Soccer one. Soccer practice is canceled. There's two other people I need to call. Um, sure. Yeah. I wasn't. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not known for playing sports nor being on teams. <laughs> Do you like hockey? No, I don't. Oh wait, I'm thinking of Kevin Smith. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, anybody else. Canada. <laughs> like I said, phone tree. And I mean, I don't know about you, but there is a list of people I text every morning. It's not a phone tree. It's a fucking text. That could be construed as a modern equivalent. Well, yeah, but I mean, what I like about text is that, one, a person can back, get back to you when they can, and two, you can think about your ex and answer a little bit more before you actually say it. Yeah, I'm usually in a firefight when you text me. So what's on your when list? I'm fucking between 7 and 8 in the morning, every morning. Yeah, I wake up and just start playing Destiny to kind of wake up. <sighs> okay, so things on my list. Hey, guess what I finally watched? Future Man. Oh, like the whole thing? <laughs> Yeah, no, all three seasons. So, like, the whole thing? The entire thing. Yeah. I have some thoughts. Good, because I have the finale on my list. <laughs> One, how great is it? So maybe it's because I binged it, but I feel like they tried to drag it out a little bit too long, and it would have been better if they'd done a much shorter run. Yeah, the second season kind of goes off the rails a no, bit. At the beginning of the fucking second season, there are specific characters that I fucking loathe immediately, and I don't care how they try to bring them back, I still fucking hate them. Uh, Seth Rogen's character was kind of annoying. Um, Shannon? I, no, I, I didn't have a problem with Shannon. Like I said, was he Susan? stupid and had zero emotionality? Yeah. Who? I hate him. Shannon? 
Who's Shannon? Is that not, not the name of the character? It's a female. Susan? Susan. There we go. I said, no, I, I did not hate Susan. Especially in the third season. I think, well, I think it's just one of those things with Seth Rogen is that he can write really very deeply emotionally based stuff. He cannot play them or act them. Well, so all of his characters come off so fucking flat. And you know that he didn't write any of this, right? Like, and everyone seems to think it's Seth Rogen, but it's it's not. It's actually... No, I didn't think he wrote it's, it's, any of it, but I was more thinking of how bad, how bad Green Hornet was. Yeah, Green Hornet was bad. Um, yeah, no, it's, it was real bad. It's uh, Howard Overton who did um, BBC's Misfits. And you love Misfits. I do. However, Except for one season, but yeah. Like I said... However, what I wanted to say about Future Man, it had some really good ideas. I feel like it would have done much better with a much shorter run. And it actually had some of the same really good high points that John Dies at the End does. Okay. No, I mean, they have the same feel. They yeah. Have the same weird sci-fi stuff. Yeah. But John Dies at the End was a movie that knew when to shut the fuck up. Future Man didn't. Yeah. I could use more Wolf in my life, though. Like, Wolf in the 80s was so great. Okay, Wolf in the 80s made me laugh my fucking ass off. Um, However, Wolf with his fucking five partners in season two, go fuck yourself. Yeah, the, yeah, the alternative versions of them were, were weird. Um, and I get they were supposed to be weird. But, but uh, that's I think that's where like it kind of went off the rails. Like I said, one specific character that's part of this, you know, six parents family group that particularly ticked me off. I did like that they brought back one of his wives um, from season two as the, like, Russian beat sex scene in yes. season three. Yeah, I, I totally like that, too. And I actually really kind of, like I said, there was a lot of things in season three that I liked, but it was just one of those where I'm like, yeah, I should have ended this a while ago. You tracked it out. You made it feel cheap. I'm done here. Um, I think they well, probably could have done... The same thing that I said before with John Dies at the End. They did the same kind of concept and ideas, but did it in a much more short way. They didn't make it feel super stretched out and completely overdone. I think they probably could have done like something like Black Mirror where they do... Like, half the episodes, but they've doubled the budget. I think that would have worked out a lot better for Future Man. That would have done way better. Yeah. Because there were definitely some episodes, mostly in the second season, that really felt like filler episodes. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Um, can we talk about the, the, like, the rap video at the end of... Yes. God damn it. Sorry, I just dropped my pen. Because the fact that they, like... Not only do they go, this was based on a true story... And they show, like, the quote-unquote real, like, Wolf and Tiger and Josh Futterman. Mm -hmm. But the fact that, like, the whole joke is that they whitewashed it. I actually have to did say you, I'm a little did bit Did you annoyed. notice that? Yes. Okay. But like I said, I'm a little bit annoyed that they didn't follow up more of Tiger doing the DNA test. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, that's how they end up with the annoying-ass daughter who ends up being Achilles, which is awesome. But I'm a little bit sad they didn't do a little bit more of a follow-up. Yeah. Actually, like I said, and yeah, she did end up having a family, mostly his family. But still, I feel like it was like a drop ball. Yeah. Yeah, no, I didn't, I, God, I forgot about the DNA thing. Um, like I said, that happens in the first season. And it's like the reason why they keep, you know, keep getting caught again. 
And I mean, they had the returning character of the policeman whose partner got killed when they totally fucking. <laughs> that guy's awesome. When his with his wife swollen with child or whatever he keeps saying. Like I said, and I'm not gonna lie, I laugh every time they say blackle. Oh god! Like the first season is so good. And I repeat, they fucking stretched it out and made it cheapened. Yeah, yeah. Third season was returned to form, though. I was a, I, I liked the well, third no, season. They, they may have had the sophomore slump. Third season was better, but I was just I was so fucking upset and disappointed watching the first few episodes of season two. Um, speaking of a sophomore slump, um, if you don't mind. Uh, I finally got around. Okay, so like some of this stuff has been out for you know a while. Eternity. <laughs> yeah, um, and I'm finally getting to it. But uh, Zombieland Two. It's good. It's exactly it great. It, no, it's pretty good. It's exactly what it needed to be. It was short. Well, it was sweet, and it was. I mean, it was like okay, that was it. Well, no, and I feel like. I don't know if I ever said this to you, but I said this to other people. I'm like, the movie knew what it was and totally went for it and was fine with it. Yeah, I but just... I said, no, it was fantastic. They didn't try and stretch it out. They didn't try to do any kind of weird emotional growth or character changes. But they did actually have, you know, characters aging and growing and finding different places in the world. That's true. So like I said, no, I think it was pretty smart, actually. Okay. I just, I, I you I know... Mean, also... Can I please never live in a freezer and be so fucking stupid and have a weird allergy that makes me think you've gone zombie? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. The dumb girl. Yeah. Though they Don't do bring up an wrong. interesting that point. Was, no, no. That was a very smart run through and she totally found her place in Utopia? Or whatever it was, yeah. I don't remember what they called it. Like I said, it completely makes sense. And yeah, she makes sense. Even more than a plot device, just, just everything she does completely makes sense. It, it she was she. I'm glad she became more than just a plot device. Was my thing. Well, no, that's one of the things I liked about the movies. Yeah, you didn't just use her and throw her away. She was still there. Yeah, she kept coming back. But no, you're right. Like it, it hit. Not in a bad way. It hit everything it needed to hit, and then that was it. Like they got in and got out. You're right. Um, I just I wasn't expecting it to be so like short and to the point. Um, no, I think that was very smart. Yeah. Uh, what do you got on your it list? It was good editing. Well, so, have you watched Upload yet? No. <sighs> but I don't want to talk about it because I'll taint you. I'm not so, gonna. I'm not gonna watch it. So go ahead. The only reason I watched Upload is because it was free on Amazon Prime, and it keeps getting pushed as like you know the replacement for the Good Place. Okay. It's fucking not. There's some really interesting good things there. It is not the good place, and it is not as smart as it should be. It's not as smart as it should be? Is that what you said? Yeah. It's starring Robbie Amell. Yes. Stephen Mel's brother. Yeah, yeah. I got a, I got a movie with him that I'm going to watch called Code 8. Yeah, I keep meaning to watch that. I haven't done that yet. Uh, it but looks there's like... There's a lot of really funny, interesting, and good ideas in the show. But it just, it, 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 like I said, if maybe if it had been marketed differently than like a follow-up to The Good Place, I would have liked it more. But just, you remember how good The Good Place is. Yes, and it still is. And both of us fell in love with it immediately. Not just because we both love Kristen Bell, because it's Veronica Mars. But because it was so smart and clever. And I mean, Jeanne, Jason, and Ted Danson, and Chidi, come on. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, perfect casting, perfect writing. Yeah. And it's one of those things where they didn't really push stuff, but like I said, upload. It's, it's not the same. It's a really good idea, and there is some very good casting. Well, what is what is what is the premise? Um, so if you die, you can either go and not be okay anymore, or you can have your entire brain uploaded into an app. Wait, hold on. So you, when you die, basically, yeah, you either you get uploaded or you just go like you die. Yeah. And I assume like, oh, the this is, is this is like that 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 episode of like video games where they're all based on purchase. Oh. So, like, if you're super fucking rich, you can keep being yourself and living in a specific place for a really long time, but you better have a shitload of money. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, so it's like a, okay. So if you run out of money, they'll just boot you off the server and then you're actually dead, dead. Yeah, like I said. So there's there's a much longer plot in that that I won't go into, but the, okay. the lead character in this dies pretty unexpectedly. And his current girlfriend, who actually really doesn't like other than the fact that she's hot as fuck. Okay pays to have him uploaded into basically like the White House version of, you know, the after death. And he feels like that he can't make any decisions without consulting her, and if he breaks up with her, he's going to end up in what they refer to as two gig area. There's like the slums so, of okay. Like I said, you can use up two gigs worth of data and then you're dead for the next month. And then your new two gigs will come in. Oh, I see. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh wow! Well, okay. To put that to put that into perspective, Deb. Huh? To put that into perspective, um, <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy VII remake was, I believe, almost ninety gigs. <laughs> no, I, you and I both know exactly what two gigs mean. It, it, it ain't a lot. It, like I said, it explains it later on in the show. Where if you think too much or have too much emotion, that burns through your two gigs immediately, and you freeze for the rest of the fucking month. Okay, and th- is this a comedy? I mean, for all events, kinda one of those. Like said, okay, there's some like I said, there's some really good ideas there. If I had not gone in expecting it to be like the good place, I probably would have felt differently about it. And there are some really interesting stuff there, but I was just more freaking annoyed than anything else. Okay. That might um, be something I'll throw on my to... list when I start trying to, you know. I only watched it because it's free on Amazon. Thanks, Prime. Um, trying to think if I've got like any... Said, did you have something else on your list, or did you want me to jump ahead? Because I did want to kind of get on the Alan Tudyk train. Uh, yeah, let's go on the Alan Tudyk train. So it's funny we just we said Dick Firefly train. and Serenity. So you... Oh, you watched Firefly and Serenity, okay. No, rewatched. Well, yes, Please, yes, not, yes. Not my first fucking time. Immediately after that, I started watching Dollhouse for the first time. You've oh never seen God. Dollhouse? Never watched Dollhouse. And I'm four episodes from the end, so don't fuck it up for me. But like I said, it is so rough to see Wash turn to Alpha. Oh my fucking God. Yeah. Like, well, that was really, really unexpected and pretty unsettling. Well, I mean, and that's got, what's her name? And I mean, he totally fucking has a date rape vibe about him the entire fucking time. Oh, yes, he does. Um, uh, And then watching, uh, oh, fuck, I I don't know how much I can say since you're so close to the end. No, it's fine. Like I said, you know I don't care about spoilers, just don't explain the entire last fucking episode. Summer Glau's in it, right? At this point? Yeah. Yeah, And like, Topher's on a, like, slow, Topher's on quite the decline. 
<laughs> I do have some questions about Bennett, though. Like, if her arm is dead, why wouldn't they just fucking amputate it instead of putting it in a sling and a glove? Uh, budget. I, I don't know. That's going to be purely budgetary for Fox. Then why wouldn't they have just changed the fucking story? I... You know, Deb, I'm not Joss Whedon, nor am I head of Fox Broadcasting. I have no idea. I'm just saying. Um, also, I have to tell you, there's some 90s, early 2000s fashion that happens in that show that's very uncomfortable. The 90s what? Early 2000s fashion. Oh, fashion. Uh, it's been a while since I watched Dollhouse. Yeah, keep living your life. Um, well, I mean, I've, I've, Don't get me wrong, I'm fine with Dollhouse, but just some of the outfits they have her wear is quote-unquote sexy. And some of the things they do with her yeah. color and blazers, I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, 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 I do, I do, that's that's coming back. The same thing could be said about Buffy or Angel. Yeah. It's very time-sensitive. In terms of fashion, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and actually, it's it's funny because uh, I'll use this as a, a springboard. Um, that, uh, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go on and on about it because I know you think I could, and I I actually could, but um, got nothing going on today. Well, um, so I picked up. You know, I've been you and I have been talking that I, I picked up Destiny Two, the Forsaken oh, yeah. Edition. You told me you couldn't finish by quarantine next unless you you know didn't want to play that. Much. Destiny. No, I told you I, I might work on your mix. It depended on how much Destiny I wanted to play. Um, and I didn't. One can never play Destiny. Destiny has its own feelings. Um, oh, I've been playing the crap out of Destiny. Because the, the addition I've got is Destiny 2 with both expansions and two story, like, full, like, campaign story DLCs attached to it. Um, <laughs> the thing is, it's... The user interface is not that great for someone who is just getting into Destiny 2, because it's very quickly said, if you want to go do the storyline, like which is what's called Legacy at this point, because the game's been out for so long, go talk, go talk to this lady, like, over or off to the side. And if you don't really see that notification, you have no idea what the fuck you're doing. So, so you feel like maybe it's just not a good introductory game? No. And luckily, I have friends that are online that play it, and I was just like, wait, what is this? What is that? And they're like, oh, that's... And the, the one guy, um, this great guy named Ben... What you're telling me is it's not good at being immersive. Oh, it's great at being immersive if, you, um, if you've never played the game before, and you catch that blurb, and you go do your legacy runs, so that you get, like, the story and continuity, it's incredibly immersive. Um okay. But I missed that blurb, so I just started running around doing, like, side quests, like, and missions, and unlocking crazy guns, which was fun, and it was great, because once I figured out where to get to the story campaign, I was like, oh, shit, like, I was so overpowered, I just flew through it, which was awesome, because um, I, you know, was like, well, I don't, I just want to burn through all the storyline and get back to, like, doing all the side stuff, um, to all of these crazy side missions. Um, well, I feel like the question is, though, should they make it a little bit more centered on pointing people in the right direction, or should they let everybody stumble around like you did? Well, at this point, stumbling around is the only option because the game's been out for so long that they, there's no way they can... There's okay, no way they're going to redo it. There are things where I totally read the synopsis out before I deal with them. Games are not one of them. Well, I knew it was a like immersive first-person shooter, and, and I, I liked the idea of it. 
Um, I really wish you could hear me roll my eyes when you use that descriptive term. What? <laughs> you know me and immersive first-person shooters. Basically, any first-person shooter. Not my game. Um, the only games I play are puzzle. I know. Um, and I'm like I said, like, and you know me. I'm not known for first-person shooters outside of bo- really Borderlands and then now Destiny. Really, um, no doom. No doom. I, I don't like. I don't like the. Uh, I don't like the uh, the push forward play. Is what it's where you have to keep moving forward. Like you can't stop. Things will kill you immediately. Oh, God. No, I, I I don't like that that frenetic of a pace. Did you ever try Duke Nukem? I played it on PC when it like, came out in like. Yeah, Mike, 1992. Yeah. <laughs> Much like um, Commander Keen. I fucking love that one, but that was a straight up PC. Um, yeah, I mean, I, re- I remember the original, like the original Doom, the original Duke Nukem, the original World of Warcraft. Um, but my point that, that you brought up Fire Fly and Serenity was I was texting and they do. We also all know that Nathan Fillion should be the lead in an Uncharted movie, and it's not happening. Yeah, but he did that like that self-financed trailer. Did you end up seeing that? No, I did. And it's one of those things where Nathan Fillion, at least, is pretty honest with himself. He's like, "Yeah, no, I'm too old to do this role. Let's move on." Yeah. Um, I personally don't feel that way, but I also just really love him. Uh, but uh. It- his character is so great, and to hear him and Gina Torres back and forth again is is so fun. Um, weirdly enough... But, I mean, speaking of Gina Torres, it is so fucking unsettling to hear him say, like, vaguely rapey things to Elijah Dushku after seeing Wash and Zoe be so kind to each other. What? Alan Tudyk. Okay, because we were talking about Nathan Fillion, so you made a jump that didn't make any sense. Well... Sorry, it made very sorry. little sense. So my brain made sense. Apparently, it did not in my words. No. Well, this is an audio medium, not a mental medium. So, until we develop the telepathy, we need to make this amazing. I'd really like to not ever have a mental medium. I a think me- both of us would be upset. A mental what? Medium. Oh no, telepathy is not a place I ever. I don't want that power I ever. I think that it's much like you know the the teleporting joke. It's it's not a talent for tourists. No, it's uh yeah, flame welding and teleportation is not a place to play tourist. That was mimic mimic from the exiles. Yeah. Yeah. Not wrong. Not no. wrong at all. Um, you know where else? I el- hate my brain. I don't want to see other people's. Uh, real quick, but Destiny, uh, uh, I love it. If it's one of those like, it's it's got a sense of humor like Borderlands. It's not as. Mm-hmm. It's not as wacky as Borderlands. It's a bit more, like, sci-fi and um, spiritualism. But it also just doesn't have, like, a super hard, serious edge. No, yeah, like, uh, uh, Fillion's character, uh, Cade Six, uh, real funny, and there's, at one point you meet an AI that's kind of been in isolation too long, and she literally has, like, manic and depressive voices. And well, did it's, you ever watch it's really um, funny. The tick that Amazon did? Yeah, yeah. Like I said, you remember they totally managed to finally revive one of the people that was turned into a piece of furniture. And he had roughly the same thing. Which was, you know, Alan Tudyk was the voice of, of Danger Boat. Danger Boat? Is that right? Yes. We love Danger Boat. We also really liked that well, they were he was, and they're dancing. Well, it was, he was Danger Plane, but he identified as a boat. 
Like that was such a great totally joke. Had the villain that would turn people into furniture, and they yeah. you know rescued and revived one of those characters. And he had the kind of the same sorts of ins and outs of yeah. being a person again and being able to move. Yeah. And I mean, Venture Brothers even did that when they had you know the henchmen support groups, or the you know Boy of Wonders nom and adult support groups. Hmm. No, I can't think of an example that would compare to that, but using either one of your examples, but okay. Um, it, it's almost I'm like... Exploring characters that were stuck in a really shitty situation and then trying to figure out who they are and recovering from that. No, you're, 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 over, you're overthinking where I'm coming from. <sighs> Fine, I'll be gum. You'll be gum? Done. I said dumb. Done. No, no, it's Fine, just... Fine, I'll be gum. Uh, no, just you're, you're overthinking, like, it's, it's not, yeah, you're, you're, you're spending way too much energy on trying to unpack, like, kind of a one-note joke in a video okay. game, so. Okay. I mean, I'm just letting you know, like, you're getting deep, and I'm going, you don't need to. Like, no, not worth it. What else you got? Uh, no, I've gone through my entire list. Really, that's it? I have mentally developed an entire show. You've mentally developed an entire show? Yeah. Like, you know me, I'm not a writer. I basically take ideas and give them to other people to develop. Uh-huh. I totally came up with an entire new one that I think would be really good. But other than that, I haven't had a lot going on. Uh, did you read, uh, okay, well, we'll just, uh, we'll get through no, a few more things and then. Did you read Chuck Palahniuk's last one? Not Fight Club yeah. 3, which did come out. Um, um, I can see the fucking cover art in my head. I can't think of the title. Adjustment Day? No. Okay. I haven't read anything new that isn't fucking stupid in quite a while. It's, it's interesting. Um, I, the, you know, the, the hidden gun, I, I kind of figured out the hidden gun, like, you know, about halfway through and I'm like, okay. Um, but it's one of those, like... I mean, he's the first person I ever heard use the phrase, the hidden gun. Uh, well, it's his take on Chekhov's gun, um, in yes. a sense. But like I said, he's the first person I ever used, uh, heard use that specific phrase. Yeah. Um, but as a piece of satire, it, it seems... It's, it's very swift, uh, like Jonathan Swift, in that, like, if you really don't know his voice... It can come off really like weirdly homophobic and racist. Oh, <laughs> uh, but if you know his voice, it's not nearly as abrasive. Then you're kind of like you're kind of like okay, okay I. That, and like I said, and I mean specifically, Invisible Monsters. That's one of the books that would completely be kind of get you used to his voice and yeah. his acceptance. But the the pre the premise is that basically through like this recruitment that I'm not going to get into because I want to you know kind of wrap up on this. Um, he, like, th they stage, like, a nationwide coup, basically, to, okay. like, stop the draft, like, for, like, because the premise is that, like, every, like, generation or, or so, there's, like, a swell of, like, um, like, male youth, and okay. to stop them from, like, ultimately taking over, like, they enact a draft to eliminate this, like, this, like, bulge of, like, you know, so basically, you're telling me it's kind of a thing of the herd. Yeah, is what 
so but of course like the male the, the male gr- uh, the these people like overthrow the government and they mm-hmm. divide the nation into three which is um Caucasia, Gaysia, and Blacktopia. Like I said, when was the last time you read Brave New Worlds? Oh, years ago. If you remember correctly, they were dividing the entire world into three different sects. No, but that was based on, like, eugenics, wasn't it? Yes and no. But, okay, so anyway, so this is the whole thing, so... yes, actual founding, no. But, like I said, like, and he, he takes these, like snapshots of these, like, main characters in the, like, Caucasian, you know, whatever, and, like, the gay homeland, and this, like, Blacktopia, where, you know, it's this, yeah, anyway, and, like, once again, like, I, I, I know really what he was trying, I, I know what he was trying to do, it just, if, it did not come off how he wanted it like, the, well, there, and there's, like, this, like, book, like, that, like, that every one of the revolutionaries, like, has, and it's, like, their new Bible, and everything about it is, like, it's, like, satire within satire, which borders on not being satire. Like, you know what I mean? Like... Okay, so the only thing I can think to compare that to is World War Z, where the book was not very great, but the actual end of the book, when they had all of the random stories, was the best part of the fucking book. No, this is, and this is a lot less of the, like, that, like, oral biography. Because he's written that okay. before with Rant. Um, Polonik has, not Brooks. But, um, no, it just seems that, like, it, like, the way he, the way the, the book inside the book so shapes, shapes the mentality of each of, oh, hold on. Hold on, we can't, Deb, we can't interrupt each other on, when we're on speakerphone. So, hold on, let me, let me just say this and then you can get to your thought. Um, that, like, the, the way the book speaks to each individual, like, nation, um, mentality of, like, gay, black, and white, like, it, it comes off as, like, very, like, racial and, like, setting them against each other ideologically despite talking about liberation, and it comes off as not satire on some things in terms of, like, stereotypes. Can I ask you again? Do you feel like he should have thrown this project away? If he should have just given it more time or had some more input? I think what it needed was a plot. <laughs> it doesn't so basically have... basically more input. Yeah, I think he could have kind of streamlined some stuff, and I, I, it just meanders. And there are a lot more characters in this book than in some of his other books, which kind of struck me as weird. That's a yes and no thing. But it's also his first book in, like, you know, like, four years or something. Yes, but you also remember the origin of Fight Club. Yeah, that no one asked him about the blood he got in, on a fight. I know. Yeah, so what, is that, what does that have to do with what does that have to do with what we're talking about? No, but it's one of those things where, I mean, it all started with a pretty traumatic experience involving one of his parents and murder. No. No, it, it didn't. No, he was talking about his mother being remarried and, you know, things not going very well at all. And it ending in a really horrific way. Are you talking about when his dad got murdered? I am, actually. Sorry. 
and like that said, and that happened after he was an established published author. So, but I mean, he's talked about that completely shaping his writing. Well, yeah, I mean, that something so, I mean, like, something that traumatic is always going to do it. But that's great. I mean, maybe he just feels things a lot more strongly than most people do. I don't know. This was one of those weird ones where I think he was trying to hold a mirror up, like satire, and he's like, "Look, look how stupid some people can be." And then you're just like, but it's like, there's no, there's no there's learning. No, like, it's like, there's, there's no, no side, there's no growth. There's no like, yeah, it's like, it's not tongue in cheek. There's no like silver lining. It's just like, like, oh yeah, they've dropped like so stupidly into this like idea that there's no getting out of it. And I don't know. Um, I, it wasn't what I expected it to be. And not in a good way. Not in a good way. Um, it, it makes me a little twitchy about when I... Because I've got a copy of, you know, Fight Club 3 on deck, and I'm, I'm a little twitchy since Fight Club 2 wasn't 100% what I wanted it to be. Not that, not, not that, not that you, you know... I probably should have taken some hints from other people, and frankly, I prefer to leech in once again. When you know you're at the end, don't write anymore. Just end and be done. Well, I think the problem with... I think the problem with Fight Club 2 was that he actually did have too much input, and it he remember because he like introduced his own writing circle, like his own writing workshop group into yeah. it, and it yeah. got like weirdly like weirdly meta. Um, I know, I know. So, but we're not all fucking Apu. We're not all Apu, is what you just said. That's what I said. All right. Well, obviously, we should know when to wrap up, and that's now. So, anything else? Uh, no, I made it through my list. I'm not watching anything particularly interesting right now. I did just watch the season finale of uh, season two of The Rookie, and they can go fuck themselves. Fair enough. Uh, like, the only reason I watch it is, one, I like procedurals, and two, I like Nathan Fillion. That show can suck a dick. If you like this, check out some of our other shows, like Exotic Liability, no applause, just the clap, and Black Falls. We can be found at www.bacnpodcast.com and by searching for The BACN on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Oh, yeah.